Welcome to the Way Fellowship Church of Dallas podcast series. Please enjoy this message by our own senior pastor, Tavares Gardner. We've been building the house. The house should be well insulated and, and decorated by now. Amen. All right. I hope that y'all will go back and listen to some of the teachings uh, from building the apostolic house and talking about what an apostle is and dealing with fivefold ministry gifts and um, that all of the fivefold ministry gifts should be functioning in a church. Ephesians 4, is that right? Ephesians 4 and what? 11, all right. I'm reading from the Amplified Classic, Minister Cassandra. And his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us, some to be apostles, which are special messengers, some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders, some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, some pastors, shepherds of his flocks, flock and teachers. Now, let's go to verse 12. His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints. So what is the purpose of the fivefold ministry gifts? For the what? The perfecting and full equipping who are the saints? Okay. His consecrated people. That they should do the work of ministering toward building up Christ's body, the church. All right. That we might, that it might develop until we all attain oneness in the faith and in the comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God. Who is the Son of God? 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 It's not Allah, it's not Buddha, not Muhammad, but it's Jesus the Christ. Jesus the Christ. And I know in many churches, none of us, they're not really talking about Jesus anymore. They're talking about a higher power. But in the apostolic church, we talk about Jesus the Christ because he is the foundation of the church. Amen? Uh, I can't hear nobody say nothing right there. Uh, knowledge of the Son of God that we might arrive at really mature manhood. Did y'all hear that? That we might arrive at really mature manhood. The completeness of personality, which is nothing less than the standard of height of Christ's own perfection. The measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ and the completeness found in him. You may be seated. I want to deal with, with some particulars on today uh, as we get ready to close this out. I, I pray that I'm able to finish this out. If not, you just have to hear it Wednesday, uh, and, it's, and we'll complete it if we don't complete it today uh, on Wednesday. Um, what we are developing here in this house is an apostolic culture. Everybody say an apostolic culture. Everybody say an apostolic culture. And I want you to know that every person, every person is affected by culture. Culture is defined. Listen, culture is defined as the attitudes, 
help me Holy Ghost to preach. The attitudes and behaviors that are characteristic of a particular social group or organization. Let me say that again in case you want to write it down. Uh, or culture is defined as the attitudes and behaviors that are characteristic of a particular social group or organization. A culture is a way of life of a group of people. The behaviors, listen, the beliefs, the values, and the symbols that they accept. Generally, without thinking about it, each of these is passed along by communication and imitation from one generation to the next. Are you understanding what I'm saying? An apostolic culture, everybody saying apostolic culture, is simply the ways, beliefs, behaviors, and values of a sent people. Everybody say a sent people. Let me say that again. An apostolic culture. Everybody needs to know this in this house. If you're going to be a member of this house, you need to know that this house is an apostolic house. An apostolic culture is simply the ways, the beliefs, the behaviors, and values of a sent people. Are you understanding what I'm saying? What you believe changes your culture. Different cultures have different belief systems. Your beliefs dramatically affect the way you live and do things. Am I right about it? For example, the Protestant Reformation brought a dramatic change to the culture of the people who embraced it. It changed their way of living and worship. When you embrace new truth and revelation, everybody say new truth and revelation, your culture will change. Many today, as the apostolic reformation is coming back into the, the church world, many today are embracing the apostolic ministry. Some are still uh, locked in because of tradition. They do not accept apostles because of tradition. Because most of our churches are led by pastors. And most of our churches are led by bishops. But let me tell you the bishop is not the highest office. The apostle is the highest office. And the apostle sets the bishops over their works. But because we have brought in Catholicism into most of our churches, we believe that the bishop is the highest office. But touch your neighbor said that's a lie. There's a lot of Catholicism in our churches. And most of it ain't God. And it does not line up with the Bible. Oh, I lost half the church right there. All right. Well, let's read on. Here's, a, here, here's another example. The nation of Israel. Everybody say the nation of Israel had a distinct culture. That's why God took them out of Egypt. Come on here. He set them apart to affect culture. He wanted the other cultures to recognize this godly culture. Now the thing is, they wanted to be like the other cultures. And that's the problem that we have in our churches today. The culture of the church is mixing with the culture of the world and nobody can know who's saved and who's not because we all look alike. We all talk alike. Why y'all not talking back to me? We're not talking. We don't know who's saved. Everybody say, everybody know God. Everybody know Jesus. And the world should be looking at the church 
because we have different standards. I can't hear nobody say nothing. We have different standards. Touch your neighbor and say, we have different standards. Well, I hope you do. I can't hoe and shack and, and, and drink and smoke and, and, and do all these damnable things and say that I'm saved and say that I'm a part of the kingdom culture. Because kingdom culture don't act like the world. They don't live. Why y'all not saying nothing? Y'all quiet. Maybe y'all look, maybe y'all doing like the world. I can't hear nobody. If you living right, say amen. amen. That was about 20, y'all. The nation of Israel had a distinct culture. They lived differently from uh, the nations and were punished when they tried to adopt, adapt to pagan culture. They were called to be a special people with a special culture. The arrival of the new covenant saw many Gentiles coming into the church. The challenge to the early apostles was how to bring in the nations without requiring them to be circumcised and keep the law of Moses. But this was settled in the book of Acts chapter 15. All right? The Gentiles were not required to become Jews. The culture was changing. Listen, the nation of Israel had unfortunately adopted many traditions that were not a part of God's law. Come on here. That had affected their culture. Come on here. They had a culture of tradition that replaced much of God's word. And we can see that in most of our churches. Tradition overrides God's word which makes the church powerless. That's why we don't really see miracles, signs, and wonders because the tradition of man has become an idol in God's house. I wish I had a church in here. So the apostles came in to bring in a new culture. The new culture would be one of love and service through the Holy Spirit. I want you to understand this in case y'all forgot it, but apostles are pioneers. Everybody say pioneers. They challenge culture. What do apostles do? Challenge culture. That's why many people have a hard time sitting up on the apostle because we challenge your culture. We challenge your thinking. And a lot of people are not ready to change. Some are, but most of them, they're stuck in their ways. And apostles are like a jackhammer. When they bring truth to you, they... We're trying to break it up, but y'all getting mad when we... Because you like being dysfunctional. And then you have to decide, do you want a pastor or do you want to apostle because they're, they're different they're different a pastor just a little review a pastor a pastor like this man with this blue sweat on pastor Vincent he calls you he, he you doing all right you know, I haven't seen you in a while. You know, you, you, are you still a member? You know, well, I just think I didn't think nobody cared. And you called me. Thank you, Pastor Vincent. You know, uh, Pastor, he, he, he helps keep the sheep, the flock together. 
That's what pastors do. They, they keep the flock together. They, they, it's like a like herding cattle. You know, sometimes the cattle go over here and all y'all, all the rest of them going over here. And you, you got five that want to go over there. So pastor got to, got to go way over there and also watch out and care for the flock. And, 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 and a lot of us, we are pastoral people. So we've never been used to an apostle. So when an apostle comes on the scene, they preach a little bit harder and their messages are very controversial and it, and it agitates you. But also, let me tell you this, there are some pastors that are mislabeled that should be apostles. Okay, they didn't like that either. So apostles, they, they challenge the culture that does not represent the kingdom of God. They preach and teach the culture of the kingdom of God. What do apostles preach? The culture of the kingdom of God. The kingdom includes, y'all might want to write this down. The kingdom includes, the kingdom includes, the kingdom of God includes, let me make that clear. Love, humility, power, authority, and the last one nobody likes, service. What are they? Love. Humility. What's number two? Say it loud. Say it loud. What's that fifth one? Everybody want to be served, but they don't want to serve. I know what I said. I said, what's the fifth one? The fifth one is what? All right. So number three, so number one, you got love, you got humility, you have power. Apostolic people walk in a level of authority and power. You question the apostle who says they're an apostle if they have no power to back up their apostleship. Apostles have a level of power. If they don't have power, then they're probably not an apostle. And quite frankly, my dear brothers and sisters, a lot of people that are calling themselves apostles have not even been sent. And they have no seal of apostleship. Apostles, that office carries power within it. All right, they didn't like that. Let's move on. All right, so the kingdom is spiritual. Everybody say the kingdom is spiritual. And can only be accessed and lived in the power of the Holy Spirit. Apostles are ministers of the Spirit and ministers in the power of the Spirit. What are they? They are ministers of the Spirit and minister in the power of the Spirit. So the culture of the kingdom. Let's talk about the culture of the kingdom and we're going to move on. And so let me, let me back up just a minute. So when a... A king or, yes, when a king overtakes a territory. I said this way at the beginning, but for those of you who don't listen to any podcast, I have to, I have to come back up and bring you forward. So uh, when a king has invaded a territory, invaded a territory, they will send emissaries into that, to that particular land that they have invaded and taken over. And they will send emissaries in there to bring in the culture of that kingdom. So in this earth realm, in this earth realm, everybody say in this earth realm, because the God of this world, Satan, has invaded our culture, 
invaded this earth. God needs apostolic people to come in, come on here, and usher in the kingdom culture into this earth realm so it can look like heaven. That's why we need apostolic peoples. And let me tell y'all, let me, let me bust this myth for those, those of you that are new. Uh, apostles did not stop when the apostles died. I know that's a truth. I know that's a, that's, a, that's a teaching that's going out over the land that we don't need apostles, but that's a lie. Apostles are forever. The five-fold ministry gifts are forever. They, they are forever. They didn't stop when everybody died. But a lot of pastors are afraid of apostles because... Never mind. So John the Baptist uh, announced the arrival of the kingdom of Israel. John the Baptist, he announced the arrival of the kingdom to Israel. Are you understanding what I'm saying? His message was a challenge for Israel to do what? Repent. Read your Bibles. Jesus preached the same message and sent 12 to do the same. The 12 were only sent to the lost sheep of Israel. Israel was about to experience the arrival of a kingdom. The kingdom is simply, you want to know what a kingdom is? A kingdom is simply the rule or domain of God. Are you understand what I'm saying? So Israel was commanded through the prophets to submit to this rule throughout its history. But Israel refused to submit to this rule and even asked for an earthly king because they wanted to be like everybody else. And that's the problem that we got in the church. The church wants to be so much like the world that there's no difference in the house of God. Why y'all not talking about? We want to dress like the world. If I look at the Stellar Wars now, all these gospel awards now. I don't want to. I don't want to cause no trouble, but I'm, I think I'm already out here. Pastor Cassandra said she got me back. You got my back. We looking like the hip hop folks on BET Awards. Bosoms. I mean, we see your coke bottle shape. I'm just like, uh, we become celebrities in the body of Christ, and if and it, it's, it's so bad, y'all, it's so bad that now most preachers won't come if you don't have a certain car for them to be picked up in, if they don't have first class, I can't hear nobody say nothing, if they don't have $10,000, $11,000, $20,000 to preach a Bible you didn't even write, come on here, for a revelation that the Holy Ghost gave you, and you're going to put a, you gonna put $20,000 on preaching the word of God, I can't hear nobody say nothing, we've, we've, we've adapted to the culture, now I understand, I understand, I understand that you should be paid. I understand that. But a lot of this stuff is too much. You got to have a rider now. I got to have a deposit in it. And I got to have, I got to have the highest room at the, at the grandest hotel. 
when I read the Bible, who said that? Uh, it wasn't like that. The preachers, now I know we're not in the Bible days, I know time has changed, but the preachers in the Bible day, Jesus told them, he said, don't take, don't take nothing, whatever city you go into. I've already made provisions for you in that city. And if they take care of you, bless them. If they don't want you, shake the dust off of your feet and keep on moving. Now, it's big business now. It's big, it's, it's big business. It's big business. You know, somebody, uh, we wanted somebody to come. I ain't going to tell you who it is because it ain't none of your business. Uh, uh, and they wanted like 75, 7,000, 7,500. And I said, the devil, I get up there and sing myself before I pay you. Now, I know that's, I know that's, that's the livelihood of some, and some churches will pay that, but That's a whole, that's a, that's, that's a, that's part of a parking lot. <laughs> you hear me? I can put that money somewhere else before, I, oh, y'all, 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 I can get that hump removed that y'all be. <laughs> y'all know y'all come on that, that gate right there. I'm give you a whiplash. Come on here. Touch the neighbor said $7,000 will remove them humps. Somebody said, well, $7,000, pay me, and I go knock it out right now. While you, have, while you preaching, it'll be done. Pay me that $7,000. Y'all saying that. <laughs> Pay me that 7000 I had to get y'all to laugh because y'all was mad just a few minutes ago. So Israel refused to submit to this rule and even asked for an earthly king during the days of Samuel. This was an absolute rejection of God the Father because they wanted to be like the other culture. And God said, that's what you want? I'll give it to you. Sometimes God will allow you to have what you want just to make you Regret that you even asked for it when you got it. You wanted that man so bad. God, if you just get. I know he a project, but I can build him up. Come on here, you project, project women and men that like to build up. Come on, they like to build a man. Build the bear. He ain't saved, but I can bring him to the church and he'll be saved. He, all he got to do is sit up under you and you preach to him. I can build me a woman. She saved. I think so. You think? Because you're desperate for relationship. 
but you don't have this relationship, this vertical relationship in order. And so all of your horizontal relationships will be discombobulated and, and come on, and uh, unorganized because this one ain't straight. And so it's quiet in here. When he becomes the center, when he becomes the main focus and not you focusing on, I got to have somebody because my time clock is, is, is ticking. My biological, my biological, he's ticking. I got to have somebody, honey. All my friends, they, they, they got married before they was 30 and I'm 40 and I still ain't got nobody. Well, have you prepared yourself to be something? Have you prepared to be a wife? Can you cook? How's your credit? It got quiet. I said, how's your... What's your credit score? Why y'all quiet? Y'all don't like this gospel, do you? Let me get back. Let me get back because y'all got mad right there. It's about apostle meddling. That's what apostle do. We meddle. We make you mad. All right? So the time now had come for God to exercise his covenant rule over Israel. Those who would repent would come under the rule of salvation and the spirit of God. Those who rebel against this rule would be judged. Jesus, y'all remember, he said he's coming to baptize with Holy Ghost and what? Fire. What does the, the Holy Ghost represent? Salvation. The fire represents judgment. Y'all forget that Jesus... I know y'all say, oh, he's so loving. We up under grace, and oh, he loves everybody. And he, you know, he just, he just a God of mercy. He's just a God of grace. He's just so loving. God is a God of love. That's all y'all say now. He's a God of love. He's so loving. He's a God. He's so merciful. He's so kind. He's so important. He's so beautiful. He's so wonderful. But y'all forget that he's also a God of judgment. Touch your neighbor said he's a God of judgment. Oh, I wasn't supposed to do that in 2020. Don't touch your neighbor. Uh, just, look at, just look straight. <laughs> just look straight. Uh, just look straight and say he's a God of judgment. I told you I wasn't doing that touching your neighbor. Because some of y'all don't want your neighbor to be touching. Y'all don't want to be touching. Don't want to fool with nobody. But uh, So we're going to move on from that. Amen. Y'all got to help me and say, Pastor, don't say that. I mean, Apostle, don't say that no more. All right? All right. Touch your neighbor. Oh, okay. So the result of Israel coming up under the rule of God will be salvation to the nations. Everybody say salvation to the nations. The apostle Peter reiterated this theme on the day of Pentecost. He quoted from the prophecy of Joel, which speaks of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Come on here. And of the blood and fire and vapor of smoke, the judgment. The remnant of Israel who believed the gospel was saved and the unbelievers were judged. Entrance into the kingdom was not based on physical descent from Abraham. Just because your big mama was saved does not qualify you does not automatically make you saved. Touch your neighbor and say, you got to have your own relationship with Jesus Christ. Come on here. Touch your neighbor and say, no, don't touch your neighbor. I ain't supposed to say that. Lord, you got to give me something else to say. Holler back at your boy and say, salvation is for me alone. Right? I can't ride off of my grandmama or mama's salvation. I got to have my own salvation. I got to have my own relationship with Jesus Christ. Why y'all not saying nothing? 
The kingdom does not come with observation. It is not a physical or carnal kingdom. Many in Israel missed the kingdom because they were looking for the wrong thing. They were looking for an earthly kingdom takeover, but it was spiritual. Everybody say spiritual. The kingdom is not of this world. Everybody say the kingdom is not of this world. The kingdom is not meat and, and, and drink. Romans 14 and 17. The kingdom is spiritual. Everybody say the kingdom is spiritual. So the apostles were sent to preach and demonstrate the kingdom. What are they sent to do? To preach and Come on, do what? Jesus told the Pharisees that the expelling of demons was a sign of the arrival of the kingdom. So every time we expel demons at this house, and we do it, and we do it religiously. Come on here, somebody. Come on here, somebody. That is a sign that the kingdom of God is in this house. Because that is a sign and a wonder in itself that we have the authority through Jesus Christ to cast out devils and to heal the sick. And to raise the dead. And I'm wondering why are we not seeing so many. If the Bible says we can do all of this stuff that Jesus said. He said greater works you're going to do. And I'm wondering Jesus where are the greater works. He said because it's too much culture. The culture of the world has infiltrated the church. And my power has not been able to, to, be, to be. Come on be like it needs to be. Because there's too much worldly culture in the church. So then we become like the disciples when Jesus took the three on the mountain for the transfiguration. And the other disciples were down at the bottom of the mountain trying to cast out something. They became powerless. And many of our churches have, as I said before, are powerless. cast out demons by the Holy Spirit. He imparted power and authority to the apostles who were empowered to demonstrate the kingdom through healing and deliverance. Let me tell you something. You apostolic people that belong to this house, an apostolic culture is a kingdom culture. Everybody say a kingdom culture. It is a culture of power and the Holy Spirit. Everybody say the power and the Holy Spirit. The apostles ministered in power. Paul came in the demonstration of power, of power and the spirit. A church with an apostolic culture, hear me, will empower believers to demonstrate the kingdom. So the apostle should not be the only one walking in power. But those that are under the poor of the apostle should also be walking in power. You, affect, you can affect everybody. You, so you want a stage? Start preaching wherever you are. Many people want a microphone, but wherever you are is your stage. Your job is your stage. Your house is your stage. Why don't you get a bullhorn and start preaching in your house since you want a microphone? And all you Facebook, Facebook Live, y'all worries me. First of all, I want to know, who are you submitted to? Who's your covering? Who sanctioned you? You, got, you studied the Bible one time and got one little word, and now you got a whole international ministry. 
I know you're going to get mad because some of you might be in here and I don't care. You've been called to the nation and you got a whole hood rat family that won't, don't even want to know about your Jesus because you don't even live it worth nothing in front of them. They send up there drinking their solo cups at the family function and you won't even say nothing. You over there huddling in the corner talking about them. Go preach to them. You got all this Holy Ghost power, go preach to them. You got the power of the Holy Ghost, go preach to them. Help them get saved. Don't judge them, but they won't listen to it because all you religious folks, all y'all know is about judgment. You're going to hell. I know I'm going to hell with my red solo cup with my jack and coat. Help me get out of hell. We're so religious that we don't, once, once you got in, that's it. Can't nobody else be saved. You so holy, nobody can even talk to you. It's quiet in here. When Jesus walked around sinners, Jesus was his own culture. He walked the streets. He never compromised. He never compromised. Let me say it again because y'all missed that. He never compromised. He walked amongst sinners. Come on here. And he never compromised. Matter of fact, the sinners were drawn to him. And that's why the Pharisees had a hard time. He was like, why, why, your, why this? Why does he eat among scum? See, their religious ways had blinded them to see love. Love was walking in the midst of them. But when you're full of hate and religion... Love that, that you, you're blinded by hate and religion. Love was walking amongst sinners. Love never judged the sinners, but the love drew the sinners to him, and they wanted what he had. He didn't have to compromise one bit. If God sent you amongst celebrities, let me say it again. If God said, let, let, me, let, me give, let me give you one. Let me, uh, what's one of them girls' name? Uh, not Nicki Minaj. What's the other one name? Cardi B. Yes, Cardi B. She the biggest, she the hottest thing right now. If God opened up a door, some of you say, who's Cardi B? If you don't know who it is, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, 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 if God says, I want you to go. And I've opened up a way for you to go and minister to Cardi B. Would you get on Facebook and post and tell everybody? Or could you move in secret and not be noticed because God has opened up a door for you to minister? Because let me tell you something. As this apostolic culture grows, even in this house, God is going to open up doors for us to minister to secular people. Because they need, my bishop said, the up and out need Jesus too. It ain't just the down and out that need Jesus. The up and out needs Jesus. But can God trust us with the up and out? Can he trust you enough that you won't be affected by their culture and that you're going to maintain kingdom culture around them? 
and not compromise your salvation. Oh, Carter B said, well, let's go to the club. You be like, girl, she didn't ask me to go to the club with her, and uh, I don't know what to do. What you? We don't, we don't, holy folks don't go to the club. You tell Carter B, I'll see you when you get back. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? If God opens up the door and they want to do something that's against your kingdom, culture, we're not compromising. But when you get through, holler at your girl. Holler at your boy. Because we're not going to compromise holiness. Just look at your neighbor. <laughs> I didn't say touch. I said look at your neighbor. And tell, them, tell them holy people are different. Look at the other neighbor. Don't touch him. I said look at him. I said holy people are different. Do y'all believe that? Is there a certain way that holy people act? Is there a certain way that holy people carry themselves? Because we're of a different culture. We're not of the culture of this world. And that's why Christianity is one of the hatest religions out of all the religions. Because we, because we believe Jesus. Some believe that he's a great prophet, but he's more than a great prophet. He's the love of my soul. I wish I had some help in here. Come on, he's the one that saved me. He's the one that delivered me. He's the one that rose from the dead on the third day. I can't hear nobody say that. All them other religions, the, the people that founded those religions, they still in the grave. But mine can't find no trace of his bones anywhere. Can't have, so bad, y'all. So bad. Jesus so bad, y'all, that he folded up the napkin that was on his head and placed it on back on the thing and said, ah, y'all know what that means? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me explain. 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 Let me let me explain about the folding of the napkin. It ain't gonna cost you nothing, but I got to tell you anyway. In in some cultures, in in a culture, uh, 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 when you are done eating, when you're done eating, most of us, when we go to a restaurant, we. Let's throw it up there. But when we take time to fold the napkin, when he folded the napkin that was on his head, he folded the napkin. When you fold the napkin and put it on your plate, it tells the waiter, I'm coming back. I'm not done. What are you saying, Gardner? He folded the napkin, y'all, to let you know, I'm coming back. Touch your neighbor. No, no, no. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Say, he's coming back. 
He's coming back. The folding of the napkin meant that he's coming back. Come on here. Touch him. Uh, no. Uh, look at your neighbor. I got to, y'all got to help me. Look at your neighbor and, and, and say, he's coming back. Uh, I wish I had about 12 people that would jump up out of their seat and say, he's coming back. Uh, he's coming back. Uh, he's coming back. 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 He's coming back in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. I wish I had somebody that would help me say, he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back to extract. Come on here. To extract track the saints of God. Come on here. And every eye shall see him because he's going to crack the sky. You don't really hear about that in preaching no more that Jesus is coming back. I know we heard he's soon to come, but touching. Look at your neighbor and say, I got to get that. I got to get it out. You know, you've been saying stuff so long, you got to get it out. But uh, he's coming back, y'all. He's coming back. My daughter, my daughter, Kristen, she's, uh, she's uh, 12 years old. She's 12 years old. And uh, she said, she texted me one morning. She said, Daddy. I said, what? She said, uh, I had a dream about the rapture. I said, I mean, you better be ready. I said, because the rapture could come at any time. It could come at any time. I want to be caught up on the first go-round. I don't want to be left behind and have to go through all the great tribulation. I know people have, they, they have different theologies on the great tribulation. They think that some of us think, some people think we're in the great tribulation now, but that's, that's, that's crazy. Uh, 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 okay, but anyway. All right, uh, uh. Paul came in the demonstration of power and the spirit a church with an apostolic culture will empower believers to demonstrate the kingdom don't just leave it up to the preachers to do the work of Jesus but my job is to empower you to live worth something so you can do what Jesus called you to do what good is it for you to keep coming to church and laying hands on the sick on the same folks in the church When half of us in the church ain't doing what it takes to keep our healing. But why don't we go out to a world, I can't nobody say nothing right there. Why don't we go out to a world that don't know Jesus, come on here, and lay hands on the sick and minister a word of knowledge to them and even prophesy to the sinners, I can't nobody, and make them fall to their knees, hallelujah, and they give their life to Jesus Christ. But y'all want to lay hands on all the folks that's in the church already. I mean, that's fine and good, but my God. There's more people in a world than these that are in this church that you can affect. But most of you want to be seen. Look at me. And then if they get healed, your pride for sale. Yeah, you know what? God gave me the power. Lay and they, you know, they were, they were dead. They were dead. And I, I went in there, and I went in there, and I said, get up, girl. And that girl got up. See, pride. 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 God can't deal with. A church with an apostolic culture will empower believers to demonstrate the kingdom. Some of this is done through impartation. Done through what? Apostolic leaders will impart power and authority to the members 
what, what did he say? What did they say? What did I say? Apostolic leaders will impart power and authority to the members. That's why it's very important for you to allow your apostle to lay hands on you. Stop letting them fake apostles lay hands on you. Then we got to deal with your demons. All right. Uh, Y'all didn't like that. All right. Believers need to be activated. Ooh, listen. Y'all need to be activated to heal, deliver, prophesy, and to preach. Y'all, apostolic people. You need to be able to do what? To heal, to deliver, to prophesy, and to preach. Not these little general words, but give me a deep word. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, the Lord said, you mighty. Well, golly, I know that. They didn't like that. All right. We must, as as apostles, oh, my God, activate you to demonstrate what good is it for me to have all the power and don't share it. When the work is bigger than me. So I need people to, I need sent ones to go out into the culture and affect the culture, not compromise with the culture, but affect the worldly culture. Come on here. I wish I had about 12 people. All I need is 12. Who would stand up with me and say, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm tired of the world and its ways. The world needs something, and I got that something that they need. I thank you for the 12 plus that stood up, but the rest of y'all sitting down. I guess y'all don't want to do nothing. Stand to your feet. I'm not done. So you have to come back Wednesday. Joining our podcast today. If you would like more information about our ministry, or if you would like to sow a seed, visit us at www.twfcdallas.org.